1: the Purple Talk podcast on NBC Sports California brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham, and we just keep bringing you more guests. Uh, last week we were able to land Bogdan Bogdanovich and of course Scott Pollard to talk all things Survivor. Uh, this week um, we've landed another big guest, uh, Mr. Rashawn Holmes, uh, the starting center for the Sacramento Kings. Rashawn, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm
2: in, doing well, doing well, Uh right that appreciate you having me on and look forward to talking to you today.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a, a crazy time. I know we're all trying to stay safe. It, you know, we talked right before we got on. You're still here in Sacramento. Your family's in Chicago. How is everybody holding up? I mean, I can't imagine. Everybody. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, I'm about to understand. No, everybody, everybody's really doing well. You know, uh, my my mom, she made a TikTok. And uh, so that's how she she's keeping everybody entertained and entertaining herself from home. But uh, yeah, now everybody's doing well. Everybody's with their families, and you know, just you know, trying to stay as safe as possible.
1: So your mom, like, I can't get my mom to like, I don't to to open a laptop or to figure out how to like put in a password. <laughs> and and your mom is running a TikTok now. Is
2: that what you're telling me? She she <laughs> is on TikTok, and when I say her TikTok is popping, her TikTok is popping. So she definitely <laughs> needs some entertainment during this time. So go check her out. She she's doing a thing on there. That's right.
1: Now your mom celebrates with your dad after every game, uh, after every win, uh, and we've talked about this. You and I, you and I have talked about this. Is it just crazy to you yeah. that she's become like this, uh, like cult figure in Sacramento, where everyone just like can't wait for her to chime in after a win?
2: Oh yeah, no, it's crazy to see the the response that the fans have. Because, um, like I said, I've grown up with that That's just how she's always been. She's always been excited. Her and my dad always been excited, always been hyped at any sporting event or anything that any of my brothers did. So to see the fans embrace her and just take a liking to her and just continue to show her love as she shows love back, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty rewarding thing to see.
1: Now, one of the main reasons we want to have you on is that uh, you have partnered with Bogey and with Harrison and De'Aaron And you guys are doing something great in the community. You're sponsoring over, it sounds like, over a thousand meals to those in need. Um, But you're doing something cool too inside of this. You're supporting local businesses and their employees while supporting the community as a whole as well. Um, Tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about what you're doing here with Buckhorn Grill and what is it? We got uh, Chicago Fire, we got Fix and Soul Kitchen, and, and of course Gym Boy's.
2: Well, pretty much um, the idea of it started when I um I kind of went to the grocery store and uh, went trying to go shopping during this time. And I mean, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. No, like no frozen meats, you know, um, all the toilet paper things of that sort was stripped. And, uh, you know, I was just wondering, you know, if it's hard for me to get what I need during this time. You know, I couldn't imagine, you know, what everybody else was going through. So I just wanted to try to do what I could, what uh team you know, with a couple of teammates see if they wanted to join, see what we could do together, and uh just try to feed as many people as possible. And uh, you know, we were able to connect with these restaurants. These restaurants were more than generous and more than willing to help and to provide something for these these families around here in the Sacramento area that I really went through a tough time right now.
1: Yeah, it's a difficult time. I think people just don't understand, uh I mean, you're an NBA player, you still get your paycheck. Uh, at least you're getting your next one. We know that. We don't know what's going to happen after that. Yep. Uh, but, you know, a, a lot of us are lucky enough to still have our jobs during this time. But there are a lot of people yep. out there who have lost their jobs who or, or temporarily lost their jobs. You know, and some of them are waiting for unemployment to kick in. But, you know, some people, uh, they work jobs where they don't get a standard, you know, a paycheck every week. They get under the table cash or whatever. And a lot of these people out there are just really hurting. So I think it's a really noble cause. Uh, what? How long are you guys going to do this for? Do you guys plan on more things, or is this just a, a one-time thing that you guys are doing?
2: Yeah, no, definitely, no, definitely plan on helping. You know, we you know nobody know, really knows how long this is going to last, or we at the peak of it, anything. So we just want to continue to help as much as we can throughout this entire time period. So as it goes on, and you know things get tougher. Maybe might get tougher, or things like that. You know we we'll, we'll be here to help. You know we just want to continue to help, and that's what this is all about. We're just trying to help as much as we can.
1: It's it's a wonderful thing that you guys are doing. I know Bog, uh, Bogi and Nemanja and Vladi and his wife Anna. They're helping out in Serbia. Um, you know the Kings have done a ton of stuff. Uh, they they've given up the old Arco building to be turned into a surge hospital. Um, It's just really, yeah, it's crazy what's going on here, Uh, but it's global, right? We're all in this together. I think we're learning that very quickly. Um, How are you passing the time, I guess? I, you know, you're, I know you're a workout warrior. I see you even when you hurt your shoulder. You couldn't sit still. I saw you running around the inside of arenas. You actually almost ran me over one time. I think we were in Utah. (laughs) Um, It's one of those things, though. Like, how do you keep in shape? I asked Bogey this the other day, and Bogey's using some. uh, One of his neighbors have like a you know like a old school you know wheel out uh, basketball hoop Uh like an adjustable. But are you prepped and ready for this?
2: Well, I'm getting as prepped as I can you know um I do a lot of in-home workouts you know I got dumbbells here and uh you know I just I'm able to do a lot of cardio and get some lifting in and um you know I'm trying to I'm working on getting a rim now you know ordered a rim offline to help shoot on I can put in my backyard you know and things of that sort but you know, it's been tough. You know, you get into a rhythm and you get so used to being able to go to the gym whenever you want to work on your game, you know, you really start taking that for granted. And so, you know, I just really, you know, want to remind everybody, and tell everybody just to stay safe, really. And, you know, you got to find something that works for you at home to keep you in shape, keep your cardio up and keep you
1: pushing. Have you been talking with your teammates about stuff like this and about, you know, the basics, like keeping in contact with all these guys and making sure you guys are on the same page, just in case the season does start back up out of nowhere? Oh,
2: definitely, definitely. You know, our, our strength coach and trainers, you know, they've done a great job of, you know, hitting us with workouts we can do at home, things we can do just to stay in shape, stay stronger, and uh, continue to check in with us, see how we're feeling. So I feel like, you know, our, our coaching staff and our training staff has really done a great job of uh, doing the best they can to keep us right throughout this situation.
1: Now, I, I know you don't want any downtime. No one ever does. But has this helped your shoulder get even closer to 100%? Or do you think it's still one of those things that you're going to have to wait and see how it reacts? Uh, you know, if there, there might be down the road some, some need for surgery or something? Or do or you feel like this has been, uh, you know, sort of just what the doctor ordered for your shoulder to heal up 100%? I mean, it feels
2: good. And like you said, it gets more time for it to heal. So it it, it was feeling good before everything happened. I was able to get some rest and things of that sort. It feels amazing now. And so um, I I just continue to take it day by day. And, uh, you know, I want to stay with my rehab and keep doing everything I was doing before just to make sure the strength and everything remains. But it it feels amazing. It feels great. I feel 100%. And, you know, there's really no problem there right now for me.
1: You know, you're a player who. Uh, it took you a little while to find your niche in the league. Um, you bounced around. You played for Philly. Uh, you played last year in Phoenix, but it took you what was it, five games before you stole away the starting spot here in Sacramento. What is it about this opportunity that just seemed to fit you so perfectly, and um, and you know, really just become this opportunity that you seized and took advantage of?
2: I, I think for me, it was just the work I can, I continuously put in, you know, I continue to put in work, continue, continue, continue. And the summer before I signed with the Kings, I want to say I put in the most work I, I can ever imagine myself putting in, you know, I could, I really pushed myself to the limit. And so I think just when I got here, I was prepared for the opportunity. Like I was prepared mentally, prepared physically, and ready to do whatever the team needed me to do. And when it came time to take the starting position, you know, I just wanted to approach the game the same way every time. Just play as hard as I could, as long as I could. And, um, you know, for most of the time, it worked out for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's worked out really well for you. Now, uh, of course, you had the, the bump in the road with the injury that set you back. But it really feels like you just fit this team perfectly. It, do you feel that when you're on the court? You guys are all right around the same age. You guys all have uh, the same energy about you. you. You guys feel like you're you're pulling... You know the proverbial rope, one way. Do you feel that?
2: Ah, uh, most definitely, most definitely. I think you know everybody wants to win, and wants to. We want to be that team, you know, that gets Sacramento back to the playoffs, and you can, you can really see it on everybody's face, everybody's work ethic. You know, everybody's working extremely hard, pushing towards that same goal. And I think when you have a team moving on one accord like that, you know, it makes it, it makes it very tough.
1: Now, I mean, you signed a two-year deal. You fit in so well early on. Do you? Is this a place where you feel like you would like to play for a long time? Man, I, I love Sacramento. Absolutely love Sacramento. Like
2: what this uh, community, this this city, the fans have shown me. You know, in my short time here, you know, uh, I really couldn't see myself being anywhere else. I would I would love to play here for the rest of my career. I'd love to play in front of these fans. Be a part of this community. You know, this is a great place to be. And I love just to be a part of it.
1: See, I I know you're a high energy guy and you're a hustle player. And so those guys, players like you, you, you typically become fan favorites very quickly. Um, you know, you're a guy who really puts your heart and your soul on the court and people can see that. Um, but are you surprised how quickly this fan base just really, really embraced you and, and really you and your whole entire family? Right, it it was definitely shocking, but like you said, it as soon as I got
2: here, it just felt like a perfect fit. You know, from the team to the fans to the community, you know, um, everybody just showed love, whether it be social media or whenever they see me or just just anything, any chance Sacramento fans get to show love to me or to my family, they 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 always take it and they always are in the forefront, just making sure that we feel that that we feel that energy from them. And, you know, I just want to reciprocate. I want to give them everything I got, like you said, on the court, you know, to just show them that, you know, I'm happy to be here. You know, I'm happy to be playing here. Very, very happy to be a member of the Sacramento Kings.
1: Now, you tweeted out, uh, was it yesterday or the day before, um, that you didn't have – you made a tweet about Tim Duncan. And um, as someone uh-huh. who, who got to cover Duncan for a handful of years and who's watched so many of his games – Um, the subtlety of his game I think you could miss how great he was but what was it that made you tweet out that that now you seem as as you've grown older you appreciate his game more than what you did before Uh, this is of course as he's going into the hall well he's he's a hall of famer right so uh, what why why is it that it, it stands out to you now as opposed to earlier in your career
2: well, I, I think young when I was younger growing up on uh in that era watching that era of basketball, you know, um, it was a lot of flash during that time. And I think, you know, as a as a younger kid, you know, you're attracted to, you know, the slam dunks, the crossovers and things of that sort. So, you know, that's what I was looking for. I've been, you know, actually watching the beauty of the game, be sound and how the touch that Tim Duncan had and to be able to protect the rim, like be in position to block shots before you know the guy even drove the ball you know just already in position already know what's coming and just how smart he was and things like that's so all the underappreciated things as a kid you really don't understand but now as a grown man and playing in the nba myself how hard it is to do that consistently every night be there every night fundamentally you know touch the run around, around i'm going to score around i going to block shots I and mean, i had that every night on the level that tim duncan had i don't i just don't think there was anybody better
1: is there other players that you now have gone back and watched? You know, I remember when Willie Cauley-Stein was young. We we're like, you know what? He's so athletically gifted. He's so long. You know, he has uh, you know such great size. Like, are you watching Dennis Rodman to figure out how Dennis, even at 6'7 seven versus 7 foot, uh, was able to track balls, was able to read the way that the ball was flying in from one side and where to be? Uh, it seemed like Rodman was one of those guys that – he just outthought everybody on the court. Are you watching players mm-hmm. like that to to pick up things to add to your game? So you know what, I there, I don't know how you know Kevin Love, who you know he can jump over a phone book, but he might not be able to jump over two phone books. But how did he average yeah. you know over twelve rebounds a game multiple times? You know, have you been watching things no about uh, like with that?
2: Oh, no doubt, no doubt. You know, it's a, uh, and I, that's something I've always done. That's something I've really always done. It's something I'm trying to get better at and go and look at the best at that, at doing that particular thing. Like you bring up rebounding, and that's funny because Dennis Rodman is somebody I watched how he rebounded, you know, my entire life just off the fact of how so called small he was as a big, you know, and he mm-hmm. was able to grab. Every single rebound, like you said, just off his how smart he was and how serene he was with it. And so that, that that's really something I've always done is just try to find weaknesses in my game, something I can improve, and just try to find the best at that. And, you know, just try to take from them, take what I can, and just get, it, uh, get as much better as I can.
1: You are listening to the Purple Talk podcast on NBC Sports California. If you haven't already, hop on, give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcast. And now let's get to a word from our sponsor.
2: Big O' Tires is open and here to serve you. In accordance with the shelter-in-place mandate, Big O' Tires is considered an essential business, and most locations remain open. Call your local Big O' Tires store for store hours and information. Big O' Tires, the team you trust.
1: Yeah, it's amazing what, you know, YouTube, you can go back and watch all of these games, all of these incredible things um we've been replaying games is there any game that stands out to you that uh from this season that you've rewatched? you know because you weren't here last year when bogey hit uh that incredible shot against the lakers and and blew up the building but you were there for the okc game um where again bogdanovich hit a, a big time shot um you were there for some of the good comebacks this year uh what is it that stood out to you this year with some of those wins and is there one that stands out that you like the best
2: Definitely. I, I think um, it's, it's probably going to be two games uh, that uh, that stick out the most. And that OKC game is is definitely one of them just because of how we fought and grinded that entire game, especially on the defensive end, to, uh, you know, just put ourselves in position to win. And for Bogey to hit the big shot at the end, we were able to get the stop on the other side at the end. You know, I think that was a very, very big character building game for us. And uh, then the they game-winner versus Houston, in Houston, you know, that mm-hmm. was that was a hard-fought game, second night of a back-to-back. And, uh, you know, we were all just focused and locked in on getting the win. And the ability to come off and hit that shot and, and cap that road trip off like that, that was that was pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, you brought up Steven Adams. Is, is there a stronger player that you've ever gone up against than Steven Adams?
2: No. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> The guy just does not move. You can hit him with everything you got, lower your shoulder, to try to box him out. He's not going anywhere. Like he's gonna stand his ground. And I mean, the screens he set, he sets are just second to nine in the NBA. So yeah, Stephen Adams definitely the strongest player I ever played against.
0: Yeah, I
1: mean, at his chest, he's like eighteen inches thick. Like, like from Man. back to front to back. I mean, he's so incredibly huge at. And, you know, he has that crazy accent. What is it like going up against a guy like that? Uh, I assume he's talking trash because, of course, he plays with Chris Paul, and, and Chris Paul talks, you know, nonstop. But, I mean, you've got to – those games, you got to love winning, right?
2: Definitely. But the hilarious thing about Steven Adams is he's probably the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. Like, I mean <laughs> – the dude i mean he's just a genuinely good guy and you know it's just like you see him and you know he's so strong doesn't move and you would think that's the guy that's going to be talking a lot you know trying to dominate the game that way and i mean when i say he's the nicest guy ever he's the nicest guy
1: he apologizes when he lays you out sorry about that oh man
2: he he comes to try to pick you up when he does that. I mean, it, it, it's just like I
1: mean he he's, he's
2: a good guy, but he I mean he plays so tough. Like I think people expect that from him because of how tough he plays the game. But off the court, you know, you can tell he's a good guy.
1: Yeah, I remember him coming through pre-draft, and uh, it was he had short hair. Um, he had I, uh-huh. he did not have any of his tattoos all over, um, and he was a big guy, but not nearly as big. Just like when Rudy Gobert came through for pre-draft. Um, he looked like he had gone and pumped iron just in his upper body, so he looked swole. Uh, but he was uh-huh. walking around on two toothpicks, you know, for legs. <laughs> and,
3: just,
1: <laughs> and just the way that he's reshaped his body to from where he was as a young player to where he is now. Uh, it Do you feel like you just have to keep reinventing yourself every year and redefining who and what you are as you you know first you're clawing to stay in the league but now you've got a really strong foothold uh and it seems like you're a player who who's gonna survive for a long time in this time but you feel like you have to add to your game add to your body you know be different every year
2: oh most definitely most definitely without a doubt i mean there's, there's so many people trying to be in your position trying to take your spot you know um you have to come back with something new. you have to come back every year and show them that hey, I'm better at something, I've gotten better. look at what I've gotten better and I'm gotten better and blah 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 blah. you know mm-hmm. whatever it is you have to the proof has to be on the court of the work you put in you every year you have to improve is it's only what four hundred and fifty jobs, and millions of people around the world are working night and day to try to be in the position you're in so you definitely have to try to reinvent yourself every summer every time you get a chance just continue to add continue to add continue to get better try to make yourself as complete as possible
1: is there a player on this team that that you're close with that you've built a bond with that you guys have kept in touch more and maybe you know talk about things like hey how are we going to do this how are we going to get better or you know what is it that we can bring to the table when we do come back
2: yeah, hey, I'm uh, yeah, pretty cool with a lot of guys. You know, Harry's my down there, Marvin, uh, Justin. You know, we're we're all pretty pretty close. Cool. So yeah, we keep in contact. Keep in contact. We have a big group chat with the team. Everybody keeps keeps in contact. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty close knit group.
1: Are you gonna go start cutting some tracks with Marvin from you know separate rooms? You got to be separated, but man, I
2: you know what I'm saying I got I got to get my bars up first, <laughs> you know, <laughs> before I before I step in the booth for him, but. You never know what to be
1: on the other way. I thought about it future, So we'll see. Yeah. Uh all right. So I, I can't keep you all day, but um, you know, I talked to Bogdanovich about this and he said that uh the race to improve and to focus on your craft and to do all these things to make yourself better, um, sometimes you forget that, you know, you're 26, 25, 27, you know, year old guy, and you should have other interests, and uh, you should think about the world in a different way, and you know, it. But you guys get so caught up in the grind of trying to get better and trying to be great that sometimes you miss all, out on a lot of stuff. Has this break opened uh, maybe a window for you to start reading some things that y- you hadn't thought of, or to watch some some shows, or To pick up a hobby that you're like, you know what, this is something that I should be doing, Um, but you've just you been so focused for so long and now you're having a moment to really reflect on, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, the world is a different place, and maybe I need to expand myself in some way. Or is it strictly you're just playing 2K every day and you can't wait to get back (laughs) on the court? Nah,
2: definitely for me, Uh, I, I definitely started reading more. You know, I'm actually reading the book, The Alchemist, now. And, man, it it has my attention. So, yeah, I, I've definitely been picking up books more, looking to read a little bit more, trying to exercise the brain during this time. And, uh, yeah, no, that's absolutely right. You know, when you trying to be great at something, trying to get better, trying to prove something, you know, it can, can just consume you. It just can consume you. Your thoughts, your actions, it's just all you think about, you know, but... No, definitely reading books is um, something that's big for me. I play a card game called Phase 10, which is my favorite card game ever. That's one of the hobbies I do. So, yeah, you know, I've been keeping busy, picking up different things here and there and, you know, able to spend a little bit more time with the family. All
1: right, all right. Well, I thank you for coming on, and you're doing great work in the community. Um, keep up the good work there. Um, and, and if you need anything, you reach out to us. But uh, thanks for coming on the Purple Talk podcast.
2: Uh, No problem at all. I appreciate you having me. Always good talking to you.
1: All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Purple Talk Podcast on NBC Sports California. Uh, Make sure to tune in. We'll have another guest later in the week, and we'll keep this ball rolling.